Blog Talk Radio. In the mix. In the mix. We're online. 24-7. 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Oh, my God. I know you're going to dig this. I'm still a big lift. Mm-hmm. I can't get it. All right. I can't. Yeah, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Shut up. Let's not Yo, start. Here we go. I'm not starting with you today. Welcome to another show. I'm your host, Tiz. Oh, Lizzie Liz, we're in the mix. <laughs> I'm not starting with you, yo, because you always, you can't let me live. Don't you know, do this. Y'all, have. Terrence is showing off because we have a, a guest today, so don't pay him no attention. Hell up. Hell up. That's all I got to say to you. Anyways, <laughs> let's just jump into this since we got to cut some things short today since we got a little something special lined up. You go ahead and hop into it. We're going to start with All right. So let's get into this Nicki Minaj stuff because I'm kind of over it already, but just for the sake of it's still going on, cool, we'll dive into it. So Foxy Brown apparently has gotten involved into this whole diss situation, but please please enlighten the people how she even plays a role in this because now I just feel like every rap female who just wasn't really getting that much attention is just trying to find a way to, like, get into the situation. You got like Azalea Banks walking around with her butt cheeks out, with her denim jeans and stuff. Like, it's just I a mean, lot going on. So, what's Foxy? For real, I mean, look, Foxy Brown basically hopped on a little diss track and pretty much, came, you know, the, the B word had a miscarriage, came out of the neck. That's, that's messed up. Matter of fact, oh, let me see if I can God. play a little snip from it. <laughs> let me see if I can play a little something. whether or not if Nikki was to bring up the whole like miscarriage thing if that's too far because you know obviously Remy you know hinted at the whole her supporting her pedophile brother all that stuff but here's my thing what makes it so much worse for Foxy to speak on it is nobody was talking to you at all like clearly this whole was catered to Nikki so even if maybe you had two seconds where she might have hinted at you it's kind of irrelevant and unnecessary so for her even trying to take a dig it's just kind of like are you done (laughs) like Nobody really cares, like, sweetie. Like, who is Foxy right like now, bro? Like, who is Foxy? You know what I mean? She's not, it's not even like she got music out to back herself up. Like, you just out here just trying to find a way to, like, get in the beef. Like, have a people. It, it really had nothing to do with her. And honestly, I just feel like on just a real-life situation basis, like, nobody's trying to see Remy Ma. So, just, let's just take it easy. Uh, R- but Remy, I will Remy say. Crazy. Crazy. Y'all yeah, that beef. Very much like, so. Stuff. Like, even if you watch her in an interview, she's so calm. And it just looks like. She'll just snap your neck at any given point. You won't even see it coming. Like, I'm, no. <laughs> Girls like her, I stay away from. 
But well, I mean, okay. So did you hear the second disc that she dropped? No, I haven't. I didn't. What it's talking about her is not as good as the first though. It's not. Um, the second one is literally she tried to like really turn it into a song. So this one actually has like a hook and all of that. And um, basically, it's just kind of her talking about how she bodied Nikki in the first one and how Nikki hasn't responded. But um, she was on Wendy Williams basically saying she's not yep. looking for a response. Um, and that she just feels like Nikki just needed to be called out because I guess she was trying to blackball her from being on red carpets and just saying little mm-hmm. shady stuff behind the scenes in the industry to just basically get people not that like um like Remy Ma. Um, but I just feel like the first one was so epic, you need to kinda know when to stop. Like and especially if somebody's not clapping back, it just kinda it's almost like beating a dead horse, like, okay, we get it. And it's like Nikki's kind of already self sabotaging herself, like She's walking around now with like the pasty on one tit like little Kim, but she swear that she's not trying to be like little Kim. It's just like, girl, come on. Well, you know, uh, little Kim said she's thinking about partnering up with uh, with Remy for another diss. I don't know that that might that might end Nikki's career. I would for real. rather that though. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather that than what, her coming out a with a second diss? Oh, oh, I think look, I think it will be dope. <laughs> mm. The real question though, for real, I didn't even know what's up with Nikki, but. Like is that song deflating? You know Come on, look. I know you know. If I, I ever debated you know. about plumping up my butt, <laughs> that made me just really change my mind. I'm sorry, but it looks bruised. And I guess she was doing this video with Future. Even he was looking at it like in just disdain and confusion. I just really feel like, unfortunately, all these girls look up to like her or like a Kim K and like even Kylie of what an ideal woman is supposed to look like. But I don't think they realize what the cost is with doing all that surgery and all that work and it's just like it's all all that stuff is always gonna fade like when you're like 80 years old how do you think they're gonna get your butt to, to sit up with the implants when you got saggy skin like that's just already a battle in itself so you might so, as well so just you, let I mean, yourself you, would, you wouldn't do it you wouldn't do it if you had a million dollars you was paid you I'm rich like that you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. Because first mm-hmm. of all, I have this. You ain't got the line, Craig. They're going to call me out even if I've penciled my eyebrows to the, like, God, like, just abnormally. So I don't even mm-hmm. have time for people being like, yeah, that's not you. Like, no. You just, you got to love yourself after a certain point because why do all of that in order to get certain people to like you or love you when you should just want them to like you for who you are in the first place? Like, it's so much work trying to maintain that versus, like, just being who you are. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you got a point. You got a point. But I mean, you got money, though. That's for real. You got money. You got that bread. But it's Nikki. I can use that money to go on a vacation. I don't need it to get my butt in. But they they famous. They go don't care. Nikki, get some Nikki changed all. Hey, look, look at the Kim, the Kim the Kardashians. Look at them. Look at them. They getting fame. They getting paid off the way their body look. Because they... They damn they sure hey, but Loki, they're unhappy. Scott's like drinking to confusion. Chloe just found a man, but that was off the strength of he was he belonged to another woman and she just had a baby by him, but you know, I'm gonna leave that alone. Like Kylie, her man, he always in debt, so she gotta keep buying him stuff. And Kim, her man, he in the psychiatric ward. So, I mean, if that's quote unquote winning, I'd rather lose. Thank you. Mm. Well, I guess we're moving on so, then. You your abs done or your butt done, you know, go for it, Terrence. I ain't gonna hold you. Hey, what? Nah, I'm good. I'm good by the <laughs> grace of God. Jesus. Okay. He got, he got me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In other news, what else is going on? <laughs> um, so supposedly, you know, uh, Rick Ross, ex-fiance, has linked a sex tape with her new boo, Lance Stevenson. 
What's up with your, your females, Lady Lindsay? They all not hold it down for y'all. I, I, don't I, know, I already respect. see where this is going. Look. Don't try to throw no Look. shots. <laughs> nah, because you always throw shots at the fellas. So I got I got jab one in for the fellas one time. So supposedly, you know, she she broke up, you know, with Rick back in 2016. Now she dating Lit Stevenson. You know, that's a free agent. He ain't been relevant mm-hmm. since he blew in LeBron James' ear during the playoffs. Uh-huh. But you know, I ain't throwing no shade there. But I'm just saying. Well, see, that's but now he was a freak right then and there. Stop. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, there's a sex tape out with uh quote unquote it's not re- you can't tell it's Lance, but um she in there slobbing off somebody's, you know in her mouth. So uh yeah. It's a, really? Lance is a boyfriend. So we assuming that's Lance. She linked it out. But you can't but you one, can't see her face though. Yeah, yeah, but it's to me, it's crazy because she was, just, you know, engaged to Rick. She was all for Rick. Now she out here, you know, acting a fool. You know, I, that's crazy though. I mean, put a sex tape out with Lance. Lance, <laughs> I, I think you did it with Rick. Yeah, I just but I mean, really feel like she's just kind of lost. Like, not to be funny, but if she, okay, she did this whole documentary um, with Ayanla, um basically, and some other women, and she was basically talking to her father and. She was saying how, you know, she was pissed that he wasn't ever there for her and how it was, you know, his fault that she doesn't know how to accept real love from a man. But, see, seeing that the whole sex tape dropped, it really makes me feel some type of way because it's like I was really convinced that she was kind of remorseful for the things she's done based on, like, how her past, you know what I'm saying, like, has led the way to why she accepts certain things from men. But it's just kind of like, okay, but you turn around and you still do certain stuff for attention. So it's like... It's one thing to acknowledge your flaws, and then you try to, like, progress and move on from them, but it's, like, it still seems like to some degree she wants attention. And, I mean, I don't know. I think she's a pretty girl, so it's unfortunate. Like, you don't have to go through all of that. And, I mean, look at, you know, Karuchi. She went through all this stuff with, like, Chris, but you don't see her still trying to do stuff to search for attention. Like, she's doing stuff to actually get money in her pocket, not to get, you know what I'm saying, her Instagram followers up. Like, as a Mm -hmm. man, like, doesn't that get tacky after a while to see, like, a girl just throwing her body out there for, like, everybody? It does though, but I, that's what I'm asking you. Like, what's going on with her? Why is she why is she tripping like that? I think she's doing. She's not tripping. But I mean, her, her own stuff. But I was like, just keep it behind closed doors. I mean, pretty much. And and even if she really like, I don't know how serious she is with him. But I just feel like, at a certain point, if you're happy and you want to show somebody that you're good, you're not really sweating them. Because basically, the whole reason why her and Rick Ross broke up is because he was, you know, cheating and that whole thing. But it's just like when you kind of feel like you got to keep throwing it in their face that you're happy and showing them that you're getting your back blown by somebody else. Like as much as you think it affects them, like this is Rick Ross. So he really can get like 80 more of her. You know what I mean? It's really it's really not going to make him feel no type of way. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. 80 more. <laughs> Let's be serious. You look, look at Future and like, you know, the whole two albums he just dropped, you know, and Sierra was doing that whole thing, like trying to get money off of him. But he's he's still doing him. Like, he was just messing with Scotty Pippen's joint. So, clearly, like, as much as women, I'm sorry, like, to break it to you, you think, like, when we throw that certain stuff in men's faces, like, it's breaking them down to the death of them. Like, granted, momentarily, it may make them feel away, and especially if you're someone that they really cared about. But eventually, it's kind of like you're hurting yourself trying to prove a point to them that you're good and that you're, you know, you know what I'm saying, living it up. It's one thing to show that you're progressing and that you're doing well and you're just doing stuff for you. But when you're trying to do mm-hmm. it for attention, it's just after a while, it's just, I don't know, it gets desperate to me. Well, but, you know, best of luck, hmm. 
You just, <laughs> you just laid down the foundation right there. Oh, put down some knowledge. What's going on with you today? Yeah, you got your weedy? Yo, you, you know, you, you know, with the church, feeling good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let's dive into these sports. All right. So, we're, I'm going to wrap this up really quick. So, uh, U.S. Soccer is the first uh, organization in America to make players stand during the national anthem. It is called New mm-hmm. Policy 604-1, where um, players should stand respectively during the national anthem. Do you feel like that's against someone's rights? You know, you feel like their freedom of speech to make them stand? What do you? How do you feel about that? I feel like that's that's kind of wrong. If I don't want to uh, stand, I ain't got to stand. I completely agree. Um, so I used to play soccer, and first of all, unless you're, like, playing professionally, never did you have to, like, stand and – you know, listen to the national anthem before you play, like, and obviously that's on, like, a bigger scale, but I just feel like you still should have the right to do whatever you please, and especially more than ever now, seeing as who our president is, um, if I don't want to put my hand over my chest, I don't have to. Now, granted, I've heard a lot of people um, give their opinion on the matter, and I feel like for some mm-hmm. people, they feel like it's more so a dig or a diss to, like, the um, veterans and the people who have been fighting in war for us, so I can understand that where you feel like it's kind of disrespectful to them but if someone just chooses not to do it and especially for someone who you know may not even be from the U.S. like you know they're just here for like the time being or eventually you know they're looking to become a citizen or whatever like I don't feel like they should be forced against their will to have to you know what I mean put their Mm -hmm. hand over their chest because it's not it's not hurting anybody for them not to do that yeah not at all but I mean they ain't they were tripping about it uh you know Colin Kaepernick he was uh, kneeling. He was the first one to do it during the NFL. Mm-hmm. And this year, he says he's not going to do it. He felt like he's done his part, and he doesn't want to take away from the movement. Now, he feel like if he keeps kneeling, he's going to be more of a distraction than actually making like an impact. So, because the spotlight was always on him when, you know, everyone was doing yeah. it. So, he felt like now he's going to stand up, and, you know, he did, he did his part. Well, his, okay, but see, here's my slight confusion with him and that whole movement, because he was the one that was doing all the kneeling, but when it came to voting time, like, he didn't even vote. So that was where I was confused as far as, like, you trying to take a stand and make a change, but you didn't even vote. And, you know what I'm saying, if we go back to Election Day when they spoke on the polls, like, Donald very much so could have lost had all those people who just were anti-Hillary or just chose to be funny and try to, you know, vote for Harambe and everything else. Like, Hillary could have still won. So for me, I'm just, I don't know, that just kind of puts the... I don't know. It just makes me feel some type of way about him because it's like you're not in your in your angle and your thought process. Like you try to you, make a movement or you so try you to make a statement, but it's not aligned. No, you but you know what I'm him? saying? Like he just everybody just was confused. You do this to make a statement, right? But then you it's, it's kind of like um Rick Ross's ex. You basically go on Ayala's show and you talk to your dad and you say all this stuff about you know I forgive you for not being there for me and all of this. But then you turn around and now you're releasing a sex tape. So when we all thought, you know, you had moved on and you're going to do better for yourself and start to love yourself more and you've acknowledged what happened to you and you want to be a better person, you turn around and you're still doing the same stuff. You get what I'm saying? So it's like for him, you did all this kneeling to make a movement and to take a stand about, oh, we deserve to be respected, which very much so was effective. And I do think a lot of people, you know, appreciated him for that. Like, I even thought it was, you know, very noble of him, but I do think right, it would have right. been nice to see him vote, too. Like, it would have made more sense versus you just doing it to take a stand, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, 
Yo, listen, yeah, you are rapping what? today, okay? I just want to let you know that. You are okay, rapping. Okay, you know what? Fine. <laughs> if you want to be rude, go ahead, Terrence. I'm go not, ahead. man. It's like, no, we got so a we special got... guest, so I'm not even going yeah, to Yeah, we got you. a special guest. I do want to hear from Thank her. <laughs> Thank you. Dang, go, man. We trying to, trying to bring her in and everything. You over here jibber-jabbing, blah, blah, blah. Nah, I'm just kidding. Now, you speak, you're speaking facts. You're speaking good knowledge right now. So, we right, going so to I hope you know this in. is another woman, so even though you're trying to dig on me, just, just keep that in mind. Go ahead. Um, well, just know I control the board. Everybody can get cut off. Okay, just know that. No, we, we gonna <laughs> we gonna bring in Alana. So everybody, welcome to Alana to the show. <laughs> What's happening, Alana? Hey, how are y'all doing tonight? Good. You doing know, good. How about yourself? You enjoying the show so far? Yeah, no, the show's really good. I'm happy to be here. You know, I agree with Lindsay. She out there preaching tonight. See, hello, hello. Uh, <laughs> just look, look, look. I control the board, okay? So the, I don't need this from both of y'all. I, I get this from Lindsay every every show, okay? Alana don't need. Nah, I'm just kidding. So Alana, hey, tell us about. Tell us. Hey, stop, Lindsay. Come on, look. Stop. <laughs> Alana, can you tell us about who you are and what your organization is about? So for the people who don't know, who just like just tuned in. Okay, well, um, yeah, my name is Alana Glover, and um, I started the Hampton Rose chapter of the National Cervical Cancer Coalition. So um, basically it's a national organization. It started around, like, 1995. Um, and basically what the national organization started off of was, you know, bringing awareness about cervical cancer and raising money and just doing different things um, throughout the nation to get people more aware of cervical cancer because a lot of people don't really know a lot about it or, like, how it starts or what steps you can take to prevent it and things like that. So I just kind of had my own personal experiences that, you know, brought me to making the decision that I wanted to start a local chapter. So now that's what I'm doing now. Um, the chapters already been started. Now we're just working on, you know, building up the chapter and being able to do um, more things throughout, like, the Hampton Roads community. So Virginia Beach area, Chesapeake, Norfolk, all those different places. That's so oh, dope. That, that is dope. Hey. Well, what? So I know you said like it was a personal like motivation that kind of led you to um you know take a stand because I think every day a lot of people I guess fail to realize that even though we're like younger that we still go through things and you know our own personal battles. So I mean, just you mm-hmm. standing up for it in general I think is like super big. Um, but what was your personal motivation that just kind of made you want to stand up and help like other women fight against cervical cancer? Mm-hmm. Well, um, my I want to say my senior year of um, college, so I was going in for a random checkup, you know, as we all should do as women. And um, I was in for a checkup, and then, you know, like I'm going in, living my life, like everything's fine, like, you know, like I'm not really worried about anything. <laughs> and then a uh, um, couple weeks later I get like a phone call, and they're like, oh, well, we found abnormal cells. So I'm just like, oh, I don't really know. Like, you know, I'm kind of at a place where like, what does this mean? And then I'm kind of, like, freaking out, but, like, I'm trying to, you know, like, you're, at this point, I'm 21. So I'm, like, mm-hmm. trying to figure out when all this happened, like, oh, what's my next move? And, like, where do I go from here? And then that's when, you know, they were explaining to me what HPV is and if they find abnormal cells in a woman, what, what that is basically is HPV. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 90% of cervical cancer is going to be, like, derived from HPV. Like, because sometimes it can be, you know, genetics and things like that, and your genetics do play right. a role in how, you know, the cancer can develop and everything, but 
So that's basically what happened. So for, like, the next year or so, like, my life was just in shambles. Like, I was just really going through a hard time. Just, to, you know, just trying to deal with, I feel like, at mm-hmm. any stage that you're at. You know, when you're, especially when you're 21 or 22 and you're trying to figure out, like, you know, when you first graduate college, you're like, I'm about to get a new job. I'm about to get a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like having something thrown at you like that kind of is like, dang, like, what do I do next? You know? Right. And then um, right. it can go away when you um, get diagnosed with that. So it can either go away or it can develop into cervical cancer. You know, and in my situation, like, I, you know, then a tumor developed and then, you know, we had to, like, get that removed and things like that. But it's good, like, if you get tested early and if you stay on top of everything, then if they find mm-hmm. things, you know, it can help you slow things down or prevent things or help it to not get to a point where it's, like, really, really seriously, like, affecting your health to the point where, you know, you can't do anything and you can't accomplish anything. And like I said, it's really, really hard when you're in your early 20s, and that's supposed to be your grinding years where you're like, I'm out of work, I'm out to do two or three jobs. And then it's like when your health is messed up, it's like, all of your friends are at different places in life, you know, right. and then something like that happens and it can throw everything off and then you're stuck in a moment like, how do I, you know, be 20 and how do I hustle and how do I still, like, you know, get a job and do these things where now I have to be worried about my health and moving differently and making sure that, you know, I'm taking care of myself as well as, like, you know, still doing those things that I need to do as a 20-year-old trying to make it. I agree. Right. Wow. It's so, about to you too. Oh, Libby, why are you? Oh, we trying to be a serious. You know what? I'm not talking right now. Look, so Alana, <laughs> as being open about you know cervical cancer and starting your org, has that personally helped you overcome your fight with cancer? Yeah. Well, I'm now. I'm in a. Um, I'm definitely in a good place with it as far as you know my health is and everything right now. Um, I'm definitely. I think right now on like the ending you know, swoop of everything because for maybe like the last year and a half, like I was going back and forth to the doctor and like, you know, just figuring things out and like getting tests done and being on different medications. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when you're at different places, if it is become more aggressive, then you have to go through chemo and you have to do different things. So now today I'm definitely on the ending swoop of it, you know, so I'm definitely in a place where I feel like I'm going to be moving more in a positive direction with everything, but it's still, and and that's what a lot of people don't understand, especially at our age, that when you deal with something like that, you know, that's cancer-related, like, even when mm-hmm. you're in the clear, like, you never know if you're really in the clear, because, you know, you can go and you can be healthy for, okay, you know, some months or, like, even years at a time, and, like, something can come back, you know, because mm-hmm. that's how the disease is, and that's how it works, so it's, it's just a lot, but I'm definitely in a positive place now, whereas and that's what this organization has really done for me because during that time I didn't really have an outlet or I didn't have a support group to really go to, you know, and I just felt like when I was coming to the point where I'm at now, I was, I wanted to be able to have that for someone else, you know what I'm saying? And it even helps me to be able to connect with different people and to be able to have these conversations with different people so, like, I right. can relate to someone, you know, and they can, like, relate to me. So I think this has really, like, brought it to me, whereas now I'm, like, really in, like, a positive place, and now I can use, like, you know, where the place I'm in now to, like, help other people who probably were in the more difficult times when I first was dealing with it, and, like, now I can mm-hmm. provide that support that I didn't have then. 
Well, I love that you said that. And honestly, um, what I think is most important is when you said just kind of being aware that it could come back or just kind of being on top of your health. Because I guess for a woman, as far as like before the situation even happens or even like, you know, after you've taken care of yourself, like, are there any like symptoms that we should be on the lookout for or anything that we should just, you know, be mindful of? Um, just so that, you know, we can be on top of our health or people who do have cervical cancer already and, you know, they do rid of it, is there anything that you kind of should look out for outside of, you know, just going to get checkups and making sure everything is okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, women, um, you definitely have to look out for, you know, the normal signs that will probably bring red alerts, such as, like, if you have, you know, abdominal pain or, like, you know, like abnormal bleeding, especially things that show, like, you know, something's wrong and I need to go, you know what I'm saying, and check this out. Mm-hmm especially for a long period of time. Because, you know, with women, our bodies work totally different. So it's, it's like if you have, if you are noticing things about your body that usually, you know, isn't taking place and it's, it's not going along with what normally happens, like, during your cycle and everything, like, you need to make sure that you get that checked because the quicker you do that, too, it's, like, the better it can be. Because the longer you wait and mm-hmm. the off, it can develop into something that, could really damage your cervix. Like a lot of women who do have HPV and deal with that, you know, you're never, a lot of people, cervix is damaged to the point where they probably will not be able to have kids. Like that's a thing. Oh, wow. Of that. Hmm. So it's like you really have to be aware and you have to take care of yourself and you have to be able to manage that because that's a serious thing that can like, you know, change your plans in the future. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So, so fast forward a couple months later, you started your organization. What what were your goals for this for this organization? Well, like I said, my biggest goal um, is I definitely want to start something, um, start the conversation, and I feel like I've been doing that so far, just getting people talking about more of what it is, and you know, like how it can affect women, and even cancer in general. You know, like I'm definitely more focused on cervical cancer, but any type mm-hmm. of cancer, you know, and I think it's very important for people our age, like our generation and in their early 20s to really, like, start the discussion and, you know, be talking about, like, the physical effects of ca- cancer, like the mental effects and, like, the financial effects because cancer really mm-hmm. is, you know, financially can hurt uh, an entire family. You know, and mentally mm-hmm. it is a battle, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that cancer within itself is a lot of times more of a mental battle than it is a physical one. So, yeah, yeah, that was my biggest thing. And raising money is one of my biggest things, too, because when we raise money with my organization, so say if I raise $1,000, so then I can use that money to be able to offer, like, HPV vaccines for free to, you know, like, young girls who can't afford it, or we can do, like, Mm -hmm. you know, pay for women to get, um, to go to, you know, the clinic and get tested and just get their annual checkups. I mean, that's mm-hmm. always the goal is to yeah. raise awareness and then raise money to provide medical services for people who can't afford it. Oh, that's great. That's so cool. And even, like, I don't know if Terrence has seen them yet, but even these shirts that you have, I'm not even going to lie. When most people oh, create, like, shirts for, like, a movement, it's like, oh, okay, it's cute, like, blah, blah, blah. But, no, these shirts that you came up with are tough. And, I mean, I'm going to ask you about the slogan in a minute, like, what made you choose it. But, basically, it mm-hmm. says, Still coming for everything they said I couldn't have, and it has like this cute kind of like still heart on the front, and I already made Marcus um get me one, so yeah, I just have to send him the money. Um, but uh-huh. I, I was like, I'm about to be wearing this everywhere. Like this shirt is dope. But what made you choose that like slogan in particular? 
Well, I mean, I chose that slogan because I just feel like it was just very relevant for, you know, the time in life that I was in. And I just feel like, especially when you're diagnosed with something like that or if you're dealing with any serious medical illness, you know, you really feel, like, hopeless to a certain extent. You know, and I I can honestly say and admit to myself for a while, you know, when everything first happened, I was in a very, you know what I'm saying, dark place where I kind of was like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do now? Like, I should just give up on everything. You know, when I was first um, graduated, I was supposed to go straight into law school, but because of mm-hmm. everything that had happened with my health, I had to take a seat back, you know, to be able to pay my medical bills and to get healthy because I just, it wouldn't have been a good place for me to be at law school, you know, not being able to pay for my medical things, not being able to do that. So it's just, I really was at a place where I wanted to give up and then, like, I kind of had to dig myself out of that, you know, to get mm-hmm. to a place where now I'm doing these things, I'm helping people, you know, I'm still trying to go to law school, got my applications mm-hmm. in, so let's keep prayers up, you know. <laughs> so it's just, I really feel like that slogan to me says, like, you know, even when everybody or everything is kind of, you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, like, you still got to keep going. You know, like, mm-hmm. still keep working, mm-hmm. still keep pushing forward, you know, towards your goals. And I feel like that was a slogan that could relate to anybody, you know, not even just my yeah. anyone who might be in a situation where they feel like all the odds are against them. You know what I'm saying? They got to remember. That's like that constant reminder that you got to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Especially... Like, my biggest thing is, like, I always try to tell myself is, like, you got to remember, like, somebody is praying for you to do the things that you are supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. because people, you know, in the future are depending on you to play whatever role you're meant to play, you know, in the world that God mm-hmm. is here for. And it's like, you can't give up because, like, all those people are depending on you. You know what I'm saying? Even though you haven't met them yet, like, they're depending on you to do good things and to do great things and do everything you are meant to do. So it's like, even when times get hard, like, you got to keep pushing. And, like, that, that was my biggest thing because I know for a while, like, sometimes it's easiest just to give up. You know what I'm saying? Just to say, yeah. but I'm going to just call it quits. But I just had to keep pushing. And I just like that quote embodies that for me. And that's just something that I really thought was important to share with someone else. So that's why I decided to put that on the T-shirt. I love that. So, Lindsay, you buy my T-shirt too, right? Just like, you no, buy my that's too? not how that works. You, um, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't be, don't be that one. Look, it's always that one. Nah. Friend. This is not like no. a leg operation. You, you ask your friend you to make you a spring coffee. You owe me 20, you told me $25 since oh seven now. Come on, stop playing. But Alana. Anyways, Alana, so you, you really turned a negative into a positive. You're doing a lot of positive things. We commend you. Um, so what is really the biggest takeaway from this whole experience? Like, what is, what's the biggest takeaway? Um, the biggest takeaway, I think, is just that you just have to, as us, you know, being 20-year-olds, that we just need to be focused on, you know, be aware of everything that's going on. Because I know before all of this happened and took place, I was just caught up in being 20 and just, you know, like I said, just grinding and not, not really appreciating life, I feel like, the way that I should have been. So I feel like that's the biggest way takeaway that I took away from the situation is it really made me take, it forced me to take a step back to say, like, I really need to appreciate, like, the things in life that matter, like, the people, my family, you know what I'm saying, helping other people. Because, you know, like, you never know how long you have or, you know, what can happen in your life or your friend's life or your loved one's life. And I feel like sometimes we get so caught up being in our 20s thinking we got the rest of our life, you know what I'm saying, to do everything. 
And it's like sometimes, you know, things might not turn out that way. So you have to, like, don't take for granted, you know, what we have now. You know, even though we're young, like, yeah. living, like mm-hmm. you're having a good time, like, you really can't take that stuff for granted. Okay, I don't okay. Wow. And I like um, you got Do we have a caller? Oh. We do. I think we have another caller who wants to uh, talk. Let's, let's see if this person <laughs> actually wants to. Let me see. Let me if I can bring him in. Let me pause this music. Hey, caller, who who is this? Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, you know, this is um, calling Mark G. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling? <laughs> Why are hey, you doing nah, that? Hey, guys, it's Mark G. I got a question. Uh, what is it? <laughs> I got a um, I got a, a question for Alani. I'm really. That's really good to hear about your story, and you know the uh, the, you know that's a good thing you're able to take that step to, you know, start that or become the president of the chapter down in the Hampton Roads area. Um, you know, being from the seven five, you know, you got to always put on for the city, so that's a good thing. Um, nah, but um, I did I did have a question. Did you have any like is there any links that like people are able to donate to, or do you have any events coming up that we can are able to support? Um, you know, the the cervical cancer chapter. Um, that you're in charge of, so you know. I didn't know if you had any events coming up or any donation links we might need to be on the lookout for. Yeah, well, we do have. Um, there's a link you always can um, donate to if you go to the National Cervical Cancer Coalition website and go to that Hampton Roads chapter. You can always do- donate to that link. It goes straight to the chapter, and you know, you also get you know all the information, the letter on the organization, and we also do have an event coming up this April. It's going to be our first event. It's going to be um, a Muse for Me to You um, Cancer Benefit Show. It's going to be um, in Richmond, so it's not in Simpa, sadly, but it's, it's, it's still going to be a good time. It's going to be, um, we have nine artists, um, nine other vendors. It's we have a lot of people coming out, so I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, there's a link to um, you can find it in if you go to the Facebook for the National Cervical Cancer Coalition, it's up there. You can find it in either my bio or Enjoy and Maintain's bio. Like there's plenty of ways you can get to that. And right now tickets are five dollars. Like we're just trying to raise money for um, the three different cancer organizations that are going to be there. It's also going to be E Believers. Um, which is also she represents, she um, faced pancreatic cancer, so she's also a survivor, and I wanted to get her out there to support. And we also have Richie. Um, he's from Richmond, and he did with, dealt with um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. So we have a lot of good causes out there, and it's going to be a lot of artists, a lot of vendors, and I think it's going to be a good time for people to come out. And those tickets are sold out. So, Alana, are you looking to partner with any other organizations like um, just regular cancer organizations or like uh, throat cancer, just any type of other organizations in the near future? Well, I mean, we're de- I'm definitely always open to, um, you know, partner with anybody cancer-related or, you know, anyone wanting to do service for a community or anything like that. You know, I'm I'm definitely open, and that's one of the biggest things about my organization is I even mentioned, like, ours is focused on cervical cancer, but we're willing to support, and we want to support all organizations, you know, all survivors. So that's really what we're trying to do. So anybody that is interested in, you know, working with me or interested in doing anything like that with the organization on a local or national scale, you know, they just feel free to 
you know, contact me or contact anybody with the organization, I'd be more than happy to work with anybody else. I think it's really good if we all stick together. You know, because it's all things that affect different parts of your body. I think it's so important, and I think it's really good when everybody sticks together. We all bring awareness to the different types and how they can be treated, how they can be prevented, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's really important. The most important is that we have that support with one another because sometimes it can get rough, you know, and it's nice to have people your age or even people not your age who can understand what it was like. Right. I completely agree. And I honestly, I think it's so, I guess, dope of you for someone at your age just to be able to turn a situation like that into a positive. And I think the biggest takeaway just even listening to you talk is the fact that you didn't let the situation, like, turn you away from still doing God's work. And basically you found an even greater purpose in yourself through it. So, I mean, I definitely commend you on that. And that's, I mean, a lesson for anybody, like anything that you go through, whether you be younger or older, like to definitely try to flip it in your favor and also for other people around you. Because like you said, people deal with stuff every day, but they don't have enough people who actually stand up for them and make you feel like it's okay to go through these things. You're not the only one. So I definitely commend you on that, have you? Yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> like I said, no thing is making sure that everybody knows that just, you know, if you face hard times, don't mean you have to let it consume you, you know, or let it, like, that be the thing that, in, you know what I'm saying, the positive direction that you're going into. Like, you got to stick negative and be able to make something positive out of it. Agreed. No, back, Agreed. back to these t-shirts. So where can people find those? Are those on your um your website as well, or where, where are those at? Where can we find those? Yeah, so for the um, T-shirts, the um, T-shirts are specifically um, attached to the Hampton Roads chapter. So the best place to find those is, um, like I said, you can go on the Facebook page and go to um, Hampton Roads chapter of National Cervical Cancer Coalition. You can also um, find me on Instagram, you know, go to the page, um, Cervical Cancer Hampton Roads on Instagram, and it's it's wherever like I I have the shirts and also at the Amuse for Me to You um, show you will have shirts available for you to just pick up. So right now, um, if you can if you want to get a shirt, you can. We only have a couple left, so get them while you can. <laughs> we're almost sold out, but we're <laughs> gonna get another order for um, the art show. And and those are specifically to the Hampton Roads chapter. We do have other shirts, um, you know, for the National Cervical Cancer Coalition in general. But these are just mm-hmm. something that I kind of came up with um, myself, and I wanted this to be a part, you know, of this organization. So I went ahead and said, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. Like, I'm going to kickstart this, and we're going to do this, you know what I'm saying, to support the organization. So it's specific to Hampton Road 757, but I'm willing to share with everybody. So, yeah, it's exactly. just like me or contact the organization. All right, well, cool. Yeah. Well, last question before we let you go. So what are the next steps after this? What's the next step? So the next step um, to my organization is we have a lot of um, big things planned. Um, after the fundraising event, um, we have a – what my main goal is to do is just to, like I said, I want to really have money so that I can provide medical services to people who can't afford them. And, like, now we have um, business cards for the chapter and what we're doing with those business cards is, so we're putting them in, um, you know, like doctor offices throughout the Hampton Roads area. So say a young girl or someone my age, you know, gets the same phone call I got. Like, they'll have mm-hmm. someone 
they can call and they'll have, like, all the answers and they'll have an exact place that they can go, you know, to be able to talk to somebody about this, like, what happens next, be able to have a support group. You know, that that's my biggest thing. So what we're doing next is we're trying to keep fundraising and we're really trying to put in place to be to provide girls with HPV vaccines so that this doesn't happen to them. And then on top of that, make sure that women are able to get, you know, regular testing, make sure that there's a support group that people know about, that they can be able to contact me, they can be a part of. And we're just trying to keep raising awareness, um, you know, of the issue of cervical cancer because cervical cancer is the number two cancer affecting women, you know, in the United States. And it it just doesn't get talked about enough. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't talk about it because a lot of times, Cancers that only affect women, you know, if they don't affect, like, the mass, like, it's not really addressed as much. And even, you know, breast cancer and cervical cancer are the main two cancers, you know, that affect mm-hmm. women. And we don't talk about them enough, and we just need to bring more attention and work together so that we can really, you know, establish, like, a foundation so when people do go through this, they have somewhere to go. So hitting the ground running, we just going to keep pushing forward, getting more people involved, and raising awareness. Well, we would like to thank you on the sh- thank you from the bottom of our hearts for letting us interview you. It's been a pleasure on our heart. I mean, on our side for real for doing something uh, so special as this by interviewing you and listening to your story. Man, you're doing Agreed. great things, and we wish you the best. And we'll try to support you as much as possible. No stuff. And even check out our Twitter as well. Um, for we're still going to be retweeting everything and anything new that comes up for your organization. By all means, you all can also find it on the in the mix page. So I don't want you to feel like it just stops here. Like we'll be behind you 100. percent Yeah. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I love the show. So y'all just keep doing what y'all doing. Appreciate it. Everybody, thank Alana again for tuning in. <laughs> Alana, you. <laughs> You have a blessed week, and we'll catch up with you. All right. You too. All right. So, Lindsay. Y'all. Yo, take us home with some gospel of the week. You know, we got to end with some positivity. I mean, why not? And honestly, I I hope for just anyone listening or anybody else who has, like, a movement, or even if you're just trying to get something started in your life, whether it's a personal career goal or you just want to give us advice like please reach out to us um we're pretty much an open book and we want everybody to have a voice I feel like at our age it's a lot harder um to listen to each other on a I guess you would say a mature level like we can talk about the stuff going on in the media all day long but we never talk about stuff that at the end of the day really matters um Mm -hmm. you know so I think that's very important but um I definitely want to leave you guys with some inspiration, you know, per usual to take with you throughout the week. Um, But basically it'll be coming today from Psalms 86, um, verse 7, and it says, in the day of my trouble, I call upon you for you answer me. So just remember anything that you go through, like God is going through everything with you at the same token, at Mm -hmm. the same time, and every step you're taking is also a burden on him as well. So don't ever feel like you don't have anybody there for you or, you know, even with me and Terrence, shoot, if you don't know us for nothing and you just want to call or hit us on in the mix for some advice and you don't want anybody else to know, trust me, we can be there anonymously to support as well. Um, it's just really about uplifting each other and being there for one another. So, Terrence, do you anything definitely. else for the people? Hey, man, you hit the nail on the coffin. You know, me and Lindsay joke around a lot on the show, but in all honesty, we're 100% serious. We'll, we'll support you all, you know, do what it need be. We will always have y'all back. Because like Lizzie said, man, you know, she gave a good word today. 
And, you know, I just want to add on to it, you know, in due season, you will not faint not you, – you will faint not. I'm sorry. Get the word right. But, I mean, for <laughs> real, it, at the end of the day, like, we're all about support and positivity. Like, we clown each other a lot, but we just do that because that's just how we are. We're goofy. But at the end of the day, we're, we're extremely serious. <laughs> like, we're <laughs> – so you can't keep – can't even keep a straight face now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. But, sorry. Um, yeah, but uh, for real, dope interview by Alana. Y'all should definitely check her out. I mean, she is doing great things. Before you know it, man, her her organization will go national. Mark my words. You yeah. heard it here first in the mix. I'm telling you, first person <laughs> to say that. Oh, my God. Well, I hope everybody has a blessed week. Um, If that didn't give you a beacon of light to be positive about what you go through or what your everyday is like, if you were just tripping over because somebody, you know, took something from you or you lost something, trust me, there are bigger right. issues in the world. So. Y'all just, you know, make the best of your week. And like she said, enjoy life while you can. Like, while you can still smell the roses, make the best of everything, and just don't take don't take life too serious. Just enjoy the ride as it goes. So, you know, I'm your host, Lindsay Lenz. And I'm your host, T. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. Y'all have a blessed week. We'll holler at y'all next week. Peace.